had a good week. It is so awesome to be able to look upon those beautiful faces this morning. And we're just thanking God for another opportunity of so many things that we take for granted. So if you will, during praise and worship, what I've been taught to do is that whatever things that may be on my mind that are distracting me, I'm going to leave those things alone. And I'm going to go to the Lord, broken as I am, with uh, concerns and whatever is on my heart, and I'm gonna come to the Lord and praise. So I'm gonna ask that you all will prepare your minds and your hearts for what God is doing right now, that this service be covered and it be under the blessings of all that he has for us and every thought and every deed and everything we think to say and be will be in alignment with his will for us. So as we praise and worship, we surrender ourselves before our God. Sam, if you will, come on, babe. Let's go into that praise and worship. Let your mind and your heart be connected to the one that gives us life, the one that knows us better than we know ourselves. I love, I love you, Lord. I love, I love him. I love, I love you, Lord, Lord today, today because you care for me because in such a special way. Yes, God. And we are in gratitude right now, y'all, as we are going to the things that we can think of where God has just kept us from the car accident, from the food that we may have eaten that could have made us sick, from anything from the air, dear God, from just anything that we can see where God is blessing us. As we've moved throughout this week, y'all, we've seen so many different things that could, it could have been us. And God is saying, no, not yet. God is still providing and keeping the roof over your head, the food on your table, gratitude. We are in gratitude, God, because you continually look beyond our faults and provide our every need. So we will honor you, Lord, with every fiber of our being because you are worthy of nothing less than the best that we have to give. So go to praise, Lord. Go to praise and honor. We're not asking you for anything right now, Lord. We're honoring you for what you have already done. My heart, my mind, and my soul. It belongs to you, Lord, just as I am. I surrender it back to you, God, free and willing, because I know what you've done for me. Somebody ought to be willing to praise you, because he's been so good. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I lift you up. And I magnify your name. I'll tell everybody of your goodness, Jesus, because it's like fire shut up in my bones. I can't keep it to myself. My heart is filled with praise. Yes. I love you, Lord. And as the tears begin to flow down your face, y'all, if you are in that place, let them flow where they might because he said he would wipe every tear from our eyes. Even the tears of gratitude, Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you, Lord, that you know us better than we know ourselves and you continually love us. Broken and ugly and all of our sins and discretions, God, you still love us and you sacrificed your son because of that love. Oh, I've never known a love like this, y'all. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And as you all know, we lost a bishop on yesterday, Bishop Rance Allen. And 
Pastor, we have heard you playing this song behind you when you're on in the morning. And and I just prayed on it and I said to Sam, I want to do this song for Pastor today, if you don't mind. So Sam, come on, babe. There's something about the name of Jesus. Something about the name of Jesus. Yes, God. It is the sweetest name. It's the sweetest name I know. Now, I know a lot of names, y'all, but oh, how I love the name of Jesus. It calms the storm in my mind, y'all, every time I speak the name of Jesus. Yes. There's something about that name, y'all. It's the sweetest name I know. Listen. Some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain it. No, 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 no. That power that I feel when I call on your name, your name, your name. Said it's like fire. Shut up in my bones, my bones, my bones, my bones. When my Holy Ghost kept the moving, y'all. And it just won't leave me alone. Shut the summer up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is something about the name Jesus that invokes a power in you. Use that name. Call on that name. Jesus. Jesus. Just try saying the name Jesus Jesus. in your spirit and let it move. Let it move you. I thank you, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, for your presence here this morning and in our worship. Lord, I ask that you, that we, that our worship service with St. Mark Church will be blessed with your presence. Lord, I ask that you increase an anointing on Reverend Paul T. Martin this morning and that you bless him with a word from you that will plant an insatiable seed in our souls to follow you, a desire to know you. I ask for these blessings upon all who comes into these airways, dear Lord, that you may bless us and that we may serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, Sister Stone. You brought down a, a prayer that was going to bring down the Holy Spirit upon this place. Good morning, people of God. Good morning. 
people of God. This is just so good to see you this morning. I, I can see you through the Zoom, and I'm just excited about what God is going to do on this eve, on this morning. I, I want to say happy birthday to all the November babies. So happy birthday to all the November babies. And I just want to tell you, you know, I hope you get everything that you desire and want during this uh, November season. Uh, listen, here at St. Mark, we are an interactive church. We are a church that, that is, remains open even though the doors are closed. And, and we are a church that is doing things. And I'm just so excited about the people that have uh, elected to come this day and worship with us in spirit and in truth. And so if you are a guest, if you are just stopping by just to see what these people got to say at St. Mark, we would just ask you to put in the uh, comment section uh, in the chat section, your name, and just say that we just want to wish you a good morning, and, and you can free to put your church affiliation, or if you have no church affiliation, that's fine as well. Just give me your name and, and maybe your contact information so I can shoot you a quick email just saying thank you for coming on this day. So so please, and if you feel like clapping, no matter where you are, you just clap. If you feel like shouting during your service, you shout to the glory of God. Whatever your form or method of worship is, you just do it no matter where you may be. If you're laying in your bed, you can shout from there. If you're at the breakfast table, shout from there. If, you, if you're walking down the street and got it, the, the, the sound on your ear pop, uh, on your on your on your on your headphones, you can shout and then nobody would even think of anything about it because they just know that you are watching what is happening here at St. Mark. So so I am again just so excited about having you here today. And I'm just again gonna ask you to put your information in so we can contact you at a future time, at a future time. So now we'll have the scripture after which we will um, uh, go to God in prayer. The scripture lesson will be taken from the book of Acts, chapter 22, reading verses 6 through 10, and I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. While I was on my way and approaching Damascus, about noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone about me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, who are you, Lord? Then he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now, those who were with me saw the light but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. I asked, what am I to do, Lord? The Lord said to me, get up and go to Damascus. There you will be told everything that has been assigned to you to do. Amen. The word of God for the people of God in the presence of Almighty God. Thank you. The word of God for the people of God. In Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Fields, for the reading of the scripture. It's prayer time. It's prayer time, church. We, we believe in intercessory prayer here at St. Mark's. We believe that we can stand in the gap for that loved one, for that friend, for that 
co-worker and we can pray and bring open up the windows of heaven and, and, and pray to our God and see God work within us and through us for the glory of the kingdom. We believe in prayer. And so now we go to God in prayer for loved ones, for friends, but someone may need to go to God for themselves. I don't know what happened last night. I'm, I'm not sure what's troubling you this morning, but maybe you just need to go to the to the feet of our Lord. So right now, let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, here we are one more time to say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for another day. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to see another month. Thank you, Father God, for your hand of protection over our families as we slept through the night. Thank you, Father God, for protecting us as some of us are traveling on the highways and byways. Thank you, Father God, for giving us life and allowing us to see a new day, a day that is not like any other day. Thank you! For it did not have to be. And here we are, Father God, we're lifting up certain names, we're lifting up certain concerns. We are going to you, Father God, we're laying it at your feet, because we can't handle it. We're coming to you, Father God, asking you to touch each and every person on our prayer list, Father God, and that you are going inside their homes and inside their families, and some of them are maybe in hospital rooms, and someone may be in a nursing home today, and someone may be sick and shut in. So, Father God, we ask you to dispatch your angels, that you will be there right at the sick, at the sick bed, right there by the footstool, right there, wherever they may be. And, Father God, leadership. We lift up the officers and the board members here at St. Mark. We lift up every person under the sound of my voice. Oh, Father God, you know my prayers. Before we even say them, when we call out to you one more time, Father God, we call out as proof that if we say it in the physical, it will be let loose in the spiritual. Somebody needs a healing today. Someone needs their faith strengthened today. Someone needs a physical ailment relieved from their body. Somebody is sad and depressed and anxious about what tomorrow may bring, and they're looking for some peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh, somebody's praying for a mama that has lost a child. Somebody's praying for their spouse and somebody's praying for their co-worker. Come away! Holy Spirit, come down from heaven and touch every person under the sound of our voice. Strengthen us and keep us. Address our every need. Now, Father God, have your way during this service and allow your message to be delivered. Strengthen somebody for Someone may need to come to Christ this day. Someone may need a new church home. Father God, strengthen them and allow them. Allow them to take that step 
They have no relationship with you. We thank you, Father God, for all that you have done. We thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing. We thank you for the souls that have already been touched by music. We thank you, Father God, for the souls that have already been touched by your, your scripture. And Father God, we lift up these prayers knowing that right now you have done it. We believe it. You've already granted it. The petition has already been answered. The prayer has already been delivered. Oh, the chains have already been broken. Oh, thank you, Father God. We thank you for what you've already done. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus the Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My brothers and sisters, it is now giving time. It is now giving time. I, I, I truly believe worship, worship, worship begins with giving. The matter in which we give God back just a little bit of what God has given to us. And, and, and at St. Mark's, within the AME denomination, we believe in tithing. I've, I've already done my tithe this morning. I did it electronically. And, I, and, I, and I've also did an offering on top of my tithe. See, the beginning is with the tithe. That's, that's where it begins when we give 10% to God. When the Lord says, test me and see that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing. There will not be room enough to receive it. So right now, the ushers are virtually coming down your aisle. And they're asking you to give. And we have many ways to give here at St. Mark's. Uh, we you can get through Givelify, you can get through Cash App, you can go to our website, www.saintmarkmarkame.org, and just click on the donation uh, tab, and, and that will take you and you can give uh, to the church in, in many ways. Or you're free to stop by after service. But I'm giving you the opportunity now to do it electronically. But if you, you, you must, you can bring by your, your gift, your offering immediately after service. Do you, do, do you love the Lord more than anything? Here is your opportunity to show it. To put your money where your mouth is. They're, they're, they're passing the plates right now. They're passing the plates right now. They're passing the plates right now. Are you just going to let the plate pass you by? We thank you, Father God, for those that gave. We thank you, Father God, that those who are trying to work out the system right now and trying to give. We thank you, Father God, for what you're about to do. Now multiply these gifts. Allow them to be used for kingdom building. We thank you for all that you're doing right now. And we thank you for all that you will do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. It's not preaching time. But before I, I turn it over for the priest sermonic selection, I just want to emphasize that also uh, I'm asking all the officers and all the members if they can contribute $150 
over their tithes and offerings to be given to our men's season. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, we will be worshiping or we will be glorifying or giving, giving thanks for the, to the men of St. Mark. Yes, 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 that's giving thanks to the men of St. Mark's. And so we have a preacher coming on on Friday, and then we have uh, uh, a Saturday night special on Saturday, and we have a prayer, uh, a, a prayer service early Sunday morning, and then we have our men's day next week. I'm asking you if you could please find a way to give towards our men's season over your tithes and offerings. And so now we'll have a selection, after which we'll see what word there is from above. Amen. Every praise is to our God. I don't know, Lord, on this Sunday, I just feel like I'm in the need just to praise God. I don't petition anything because he's blessed me far beyond. He knows my heart and he knows my desires. I'm just in the mood to praise God today, just to praise him as I'm thinking of a litany of things that he has continually blessed me with this week. Even those that are ill, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Catherine in my prayers. I'm keeping Lemmy Waiters in my prayers. And I'm just asking God to continually to bless those that I don't even know by name. So we're going to do this song, Every Praise is to Our God. And if you all know the song, just catch on right where you are. We can have church anywhere we want to. Because the church is us and not physically in the building. So we give praise today, God. We honor you today. So I need my prayer worshipers out there. I need those of you that are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know those of you that are willing to carry that bloodstained banner high as we do this one. Come on, y'all. Every praise is to our God, every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise, and all of you to our God. Now, if you know the song, y'all sing hallelujah to our God. It's the highest praise, y'all. Glory, hallelujah. It's to our God. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Come on, y'all. You know the song. Every praise ought to be to our God. Every word of worship, everything that comes from us ought to be on one accord, y'all, as we're praising and uplifting the name of Jesus. It's to our God. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I get a chance to sing hallelujah to my God. Cause he's been so good to me, glory, hallelujah, to my God. Every praise, every praise to our God. Oh, every praise to our God. Every word of worship, everything that comes from my mouth ought to be in the name of praise you, Lord. Yes, it is. It's to our God. Hallelujah to my God, nobody but you, Lord. Every praise, every praise to our 
These things we ask in the precious name of Jesus the Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prayer in a predicament. This day, this time in our lives may be unlike any other time in our lives. For this a time such as this, we find ourselves in a predicament. A virus is surging across America, disproportionately impacting people of black and brown skin. We have lost over 228,000 people. What a predicament. Oh, on this Tuesday, we shall decide, we shall decide the soul of America. Whether we will support racism, whether we will be xenophobes, will we support a misogynist? Will we allow hatred and bigotry rule this country? <laughs> the decision seems so obvious to me. But the reality is, we are in a predicament. This, this past week, we watched another black man gunned down. We watched how our law enforcement officials deal with those who have mental illness. We watched, we protested. But I wonder if another death will amount to real change. We are in a predicament. 7.6 million people are receiving unemployment. Countless others are wondering how they feed their family during the holidays. Businesses are closing. People are suffering. What? What a predicament. And, and, and these are nationwide. These, these, are, these are problems we're dealing with no matter where you may live. But I, 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 I'm more than aware that there are some up close and personal issues that each and every one of us are struggling with. I mean, some somebody under the sound of my voice is dealing with a diagnosis. A diagnosis that they received last week, last month, maybe within the last few hours. We, we, we think it is cancer. The, the, the tests have come back and you are HIV positive. 
We, 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 we have taken scans and we just don't understand that mass. I mean, someone is struggling because somebody or somebody loved one is in a coma in the midst of rehab and not able to function like they used to. Oh, once, once yet, somebody's loved one did not wake up this morning. Somebody's relative, friend, or family member has gone on to glory. And we find ourselves right now in a predicament. Oh, oh, is that physical? Is that death? How about relationships? That person who you thought was going to be your life partner. That's it, I'm out. That, that's because of someone, that, that, that boo, that, 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 that schmuckums, that you thought had your concerns, that betrayed you, hurt you, turning their back on you. And now you're debating on what will be the next move. You're in a predicament. Mental illness is no joke. So someone is tired of being tired. Tired of being depressed. Tired of overwhelming anxiety. Tired of feeling alone and nobody to talk to and here we are, another day in a predicament. Have I, have I knocked on your door? Have, have I peeled back the predicament you've been dealing with this past week? Can, can I tell you, everybody has some mess. Everybody has some difficult situations. Everyone at one time or another will find themselves between a rock and a hard place. And, and, and if you have not been there, you just keep on living. Well, Jesus has told us in this life, trouble will come. That was Jesus' way of saying in this life, you have to deal with some predicament. What do you do? What do you do? What, what, how do you handle life's predicaments? You, you know, as, as a pastor, as 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 the, the leader of the flock, as, as the as the one who 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 some still look to for direction and and, and, and look for, for spiritual guidance. I wish I had all the answers. I don't. But, but I do know if, if your predicament is depression, anxiety, and you, you just can't seem to shake this, there is nothing wrong with going to a doctor. Mental health is no joke. And there's no shame about going to see someone that can help you through this sickness. 
Yes, 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 doctor, doctor. I mean, some, somebody has that pain back here or that, that, that just don't feel right, right then, but they're afraid to go see their physical doctor, their, their doctors, they're afraid to go to the emergency room because they, that's where you catch this virus, and, and so they don't go, and the condition gets worse and worse. Go to your doctors. Everyone should get a yearly checkup. Getting a checkup helps cut off situations that can get worse. I, I don't know if this is financial and, and, and you're looking for a new career, you're looking for a new job, or you've been let go. Well, use your resources, utilize your church family, ask questions. Have, everyone should try to reach out and, and help those are having trouble helping themselves. And, and the reason why we are called to do this as Christians, because but for the grace of God, there goes I. You know, predicaments. You know, predicaments can be terrible places. But can I tell you what I've learned about the place called predicament? is that they're only rest stops. They are not meant to be our final destinations. Uh, they do not last forever. And then your, your, your predicament, uh, that, that, that red sea predicament, what can I tell you? Uh, there was a, a point where they started to walk through the water, and there was a point where they ended up on the shore. Or oh, maybe you got a lion's den predicament. Can I tell you? Daniel went in in the night, but in the morning, he survived. Oh, Jonah was in the belly of a fish for only so long, and, and Jesus hung on the cross for three hours. Yes, yes, yes. Every uh, season has a beginning date and an end date. Weeping may endure for a night, but can I tell you, joy does come in the morning. And I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I, I know you're going through something. I know you're worried about this election. I know you're worried about your family. I know you're worried about your, your loved ones. But can I tell you, this too shall pass. But I got to suggest something to you. No matter where you are in the predicament, if you just started, if you're in the midst of, or you're about to get out, what we need to do is pray. Pray. Wherever you may be, take the God in prayer. Isn't that what the Bible says? In the first Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, the 17th verse, pray at all times. Other translations say, pray without ceasing. Thank God no matter what happens. That is the way God wants us who belong to Christ Jesus to live. Oh, you can turn to Romans 12, that, 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 that 12 verse, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Oh, you can turn to Ephesians, that, the sixth chapter, that 18th verse, pray at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and suppl supplication. Uh, you can turn to Philippians 4, the sixth verse. Oh, you know the verse. Be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I can go on and on, but it's clear that God values of those who 
to initiate and, and, and constantly uh, go to God in prayer. I don't care what your condition, you feel beat up, you pray. And, and you may not be feeling understood, but you have prayed. And, and, and when we don't know which way to turn to, that's when you got to go sit down, get on your knees and pray. And pray when you're not feeling your best. And pray when you're feeling a little lost. And pray when you feel a little hurt. Pray in good times and pray in bad. Did I happen to mention what we should be doing each and every day? We should be going to God. And in, in, in this morning scripture, Paul was in the midst of a predicament. And what did he do? He prayed. Oh, let me read it to you again. Paul was on Damascus Road. He's, and he was stopped in his tracks and thrown from his horse. And a voice from heaven called out, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul replied, who is this, Lord? And, and, and the voice said, Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And Saul asked, what am I to do, Lord? And Jesus said, get up and go. Hold up. Wait a, wait a minute. I, I, I can see you. I, I, I can see you on Facebook. I, I can see you uh, on, on Zoom. Somebody right now rolling their eyes and they're saying, I don't know what you're talking about, preacher. I don't see anything in there about prayer. I, 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 I can feel it. I can feel it in my spirit. Somebody is reading this curriculum and saying, uh, I don't see any examples of prayer. So, somebody may be saying, look, I'm, I'm going to look at another version because in this scripture, I don't see anybody lifting up their petitions to God. Well, my brothers and sisters, uh, can I provide some insight and educate the, those who may not know Prayer is simply a discussion with God. Prayer is a conversation with our Almighty. See, I, I like how the old saints used to say it. They used to say something like, uh, have a little talk with Jesus. Woo! Uh, tell him about all my problems. Uh, he will hear our faintest cry and he will answer in the by and by. I mean, if I had, if I had a, a chorus right now, and I had a choir. I know they would say, y'all don't know nothing about that type of little talk with Jesus. That, that's the way back when we used to sing in the old church, when we used to have prayer, 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 assembling outside under the white tent. And we don't talk about have a little talk with Jesus. Woo! You don't know nothing about that. You don't know nothing about that. So, so, so prayer is talking to our God. Prayer is the act of speaking to God. Prayer is allowing God to speak to us. And as I read this particular story of, of, of the Apostle Paul, I, three Ps came to me about prayer. And I want to reveal how God gave it to me on how we are to pray in the midst of a predicament. Here's the first P. Here's the first P. You can write this down. Prayer has a precondition. Prayer has a precondition. That's the first P. Prayer has a precondition. Uh, and here's what that precondition is. Uh, you've got to have faith if you want to pray. Unless we have faith in God, we just wasted our time. Unless we have faith in God that, uh, and that God is supreme and we believe it, we, we, unless we don't believe, you just wasting energy. 
We must know that there is no problem our God cannot solve. We must believe there's no situation that our God cannot handle. We gotta, we gotta know that we know that we know that there is no condition our God cannot overcome. If we are to go to God in prayer, we must believe in God. Hold up. Here we go again. I, I see you on Facebook. I, I, I see you on Zoom. One of y'all saying, there you go again, preacher. You exegeting when, when it's not even in the text. Uh, it does not say anywhere in that text that Paul believed. <laughs> Paul was on his way to arrest the people of the way. But Paul was persecuting Jesus. It does not say that Paul had any faith in Jesus. Well, I got two responses to you. Just give me a second. Let me explain it to you. I'm going to tell you right now. That it's clear to me. Now, hopefully, after I explain it to you, it'll be clear to you how you know that Paul had faith. Here's how you know that Paul had faith. He, he may not have believed when he started out, but he believed when he got knocked down on his butt. He, he may not have believed when he woke up that morning, but in the middle of the noonday, when he found himself laying on the ground, looking up to heaven, blind as a bat, he believed that. Uh, he may not have believed when he got on the interstate to the Damascus Road, but after he got thrown off his vehicle and landed on the ground and not sure whether he would live another day, oh, that's when Paul believed. And can I remind somebody that sometimes it takes a knockdown experience before any one of us starts to really believe. Woo! Preach, Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. You may have been in church all your life, <laughs> but some of us need to be rocked to our knees before we really believe. Oh, you may be an officer. You may hold this position or that position, but truth be told, and it wasn't until your life was turned upside down that you really believed. Oh, you may have sat in the pew every once in a while. You may have put a couple of dollars in the plate. You, 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 you may have done a little volunteer work at the church. But did you really know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus died for your sins? Oh, did you really believe? But not until you was in the hospital room and not until you were behind the jail cell and not before you were in divorce court when you were all alone. That, that when you were down to your last dollar and, and God brought you out, did you really believe? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we got to go through some things in this life. We have to go through some trauma. We have to hit rock bottom. We have to go through the fire before we believe. And if it takes a Damascus experience to get you to believe in God, thank God for Damascus. And it takes one of those situations where you are, uh, 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 your money for you, your change is strange, and, and God, and you were so poor, your, your stomach was always growling. Well, if God writes you out, thank God for being broke, busted, and disgusted. And, and then maybe your situation was, your faith was shaken, and you need to be knocked down before God could lift you up. Thank God for knocked down experiences. So, 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 so I, I gotta believe that you believe. But here, here's the second piece of evidence that indicates Paul's faith. We know he had faith by the words that he spoke. Did, 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 you, did you hear what the man said? He said, Who are you 
Lord. Then, then, then he said, what shall I do, Lord? In both of those statements, he used the term Lord, meaning that he was putting his trust in someone who was over him. He was putting what he believed in someone who, who, who was better than him. He, he, he was putting his hope and someone who that was stronger than him. Paul laid his petition to someone who was more powerful than him. Paul showed evidence of his faith by the words that he used. And, and can I just tell you, if we are going to show God in whom we put our trust, we need to back it up and, and start to think about the words that we use. We got we to we check ourselves and and, 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 and understand there is power in the spoken word and some things we should not say. Oh, I'll preach to myself. You have, there is life and death is in the tongue and some things don't need to be said. You need to keep your mouth shut sometimes because the love God can just fight for you. Don't you know there's a better way to say things? So we got to watch what we say about our Lord. See, see, we have far too many Christians who say one thing, but in the midst of a predicament, we say another. And our predicament experience is not the place to throw a Christian temper tent. Uh, uh, our predicament experience is not the place to throw the Lord's name in vain. Our predicament experience is a place where we need to be showing some reverence and, 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 and some love and, and humble ourselves before the Lord. And if he is not your God, if he is not your Lord, then don't go to him in the first place. If power or position is your Lord, then don't go to Jesus. If your status, your position, uh, your place in life is more important than God, then, then, then don't go to Jesus as Lord. If, if money and getting for you is what is primarily in your, your mind, and in your thoughts, then don't go to Jesus because he is not your Lord. Um, only the person in the mirror knows who is your Lord. And, and if you want to tap into real power, I suggest to you that you give up on all those worldly things and you go to Jesus as Lord. The Bible says in John the 14th chapter, you may ask for anything in my name, in the name of Jesus, and he will do it. The Bible says, uh, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. The Bible says, whatever you do in word and do deed, do all in the name of Jesus as Lord. Give thanks to him, to God the Father. If you believe that he is Lord, then go to God with faith, which is a precondition. So that's, that's the first P. You got to have faith. That's the precondition. Here's the second P. Here's the second P. P, P the second P in prayer 
in a, praying in a predicament, prayer will position us. Prayer will position us. Prayer will position us. Hear this. Hear me now. Hear me. Wait a second. Prayer will position us to where God is going to take us. That's the good news right there. Oh, yeah. See, while Paul was on his back, while Paul was blinded by the words, while Paul was unable to get up and get going, Paul was, had to listen to God. And because of what happened to him and what God said to him, it led Paul to a place that would change him. Paul would have never gone what God had sent him to go if God wouldn't have positioned him on his back. In prayer, God positions us to, in order to prepare us to where God will take us. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's some good preaching right there. In prayer, God positions us in order to prepare us to where God is going to take us. Woo. See, 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 I, I'll never forget it. I'll, I'll never forget it. My first year in seminary, I, I, I want to say it was my first class. I'm really not sure, but I, I remember the words of Reverend Dr. Humberto Alfaro. And he was, he was teaching, and at the same time, he was preaching. And he said something that to me, uh, to the class, that I will never forget. And I did not understand it then, but I definitely understand it now. This is what he said. He said, a Christian, a Christian, a, a Christian, one who follows Christ. Oh, you do know we need more Christians in the church. Yeah, yeah. One who follows Christ. Uh, you see, there are a lot of people who, who, claim, uh, who claim Christ, but really don't follow Christ. A Christian, uh, one who um, uh, comes to church to worship God, not 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 for uh, their own personal um, uh, edification and their own personal glory. No, that's not a Christian. A Christian will follow God. A, a Christian will, will will feed the hungry and clothe the needy and and, and and is not worried about me and what I got and what what I and this and I have and, and, and the place where I worship. No, it's about Jesus. A, a Christian. Oh, let me get back to Humberto Alfaro. A Christian. Uh, he said, uh, 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 a Christian will, um, uh, he say? will never appreciate the power of God, hear this, until broken by God. And the reason we as Christians uh, pray to God on our knees as a physical symbol of being broken by God. You do know that's why we, we go to God on our knees. And can I tell you, God will break us in order to teach us. Ooh. Ooh, I know that's dangerous. I know that's dangerous. God will break us in order to position us. God, God will break us in order to instill in us all that he has for us. Prayer and the act of getting on our knees is a physical symbol of humbling ourselves before our God and allowing God to lord over us. Somebody today needs to be broken. Somebody today, today needs to be humble. Somebody today needs to be forced on our knees by our situation and allow our God to take over. Somebody right now should say, thank you, Father God, for breaking me. Because it wasn't until you broke me 
won't take me. Yes, 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 yes. You have allowed God to break you. Yeah, yeah. In order to position you, which takes me to my final P. And, and here it is, here it is, here it is. Uh, first, the first P was uh, prayer uh, uh, requires a precondition, and that precondition is faith. And, and the second P is, 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 is prayer will position you. But here's the third P. Here's the th third P. There is power in prayer. Hey, I said, there is power in prayer. Paul, this highly educated man, Paul, this person who had power, Paul, who had authority, Paul, who had uh, paperwork that allowed him to go and persecute those who followed the way. Here is Paul, and, 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 and he had a little talk with Jesus. And what happened? It changed his life. That is power. Oh, yeah, there, there's power in prayer uh, that can move mountains. I believe that. And there's power in prayer that can take two fish and five barley loaves and, and multiply it to feed 5,000. And there is prayer that, that can lift one from, 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 from a hospital room and, and, and heal their bodies. Yes, the, there is power in prayer that way. But can I tell you the real power of prayer? The real power of prayer is that prayer will change us. Prayer will change us. Paul was not the same person that he was when he got up after having a little talk with Jesus. Something changed in Paul. Some, something was transformed in Paul. Something happened on the inside of Paul that showed on the outside of Paul. Oh, you think I'm talking about the Apostle Paul? No, I'm talking about the preacher Paul. But can I tell you, when you, this preacher has a little talk with Jesus, can I give you a testimony? Can I testify right now? I'm not the same person that I was before I got on my knees. I mean, something happens from the time that I drop down till I get up. <laughs> uh, see, when I, I drop down anxious and, and we get up assured and uh, we drop down bewildered, but we get up blessed and we, we drop down feeling crazy, but we get up being in control and we drop down feeling a little depressed, but we get up feeling determined. We, we drop down feeling a little empty, but we get up feeling energetic. We drop down feeling like a failure, but we get up feeling fulfilled, and we drop down feeling guilty, but we get up feeling grateful. We drop down uh, feeling uh, hurt, but we get up feeling a little happy, and like, we drop down and feel a little impatient, but we get up feeling inspired, and we drop down and feel a little changed, but we get up feeling a little joy, and we drop down uh, feeling knocked down, but we get up feel like keeping up. We drop down feeling living, but we get up feeling love, and we drop down feeling like a mess, but we get up expecting a miracle. We drop down feeling a little numb, but we get up feeling brand new, and we drop down feeling offended, but we get up feeling optimistic. We drop down feeling regret, but we get up feeling renewed. We drop down feeling screwed up, but we get up feeling savory. We drop down feeling trapped, but we get up feeling transformed. I 
peace in myself. We drop down feeling undermined. When we get up feeling understood, we drop down feeling like a victim. When we get up feeling a victory, we drop down feeling all weak. When we get up feeling wonderful, we drop down feeling all zapped up. When we get up, we feel like the zest for life. Can I tell you, something should happen, something should change from the moment that you drop down until you get back up. Until you get back up. Until you get back up. There has to be a change in you. That's the power of prayer. Can I tell you, I lied, I lied, I lied. I do have one more P. I got one more P. I got one, I got one more P. I, I have found that in prayer, God points us to where God wants to take us. Did you hear what he told Paul? He said to Paul, he said, Paul, I need you to get up and go. My brothers and sisters, God does not want us to go or to remain in a predicament. God does not want us to stay in that situation. God does not want us to remain in fear. God does not want us to remain in regret. God is calling us to get up and go. Leave all that stuff in the past in the past. Get up! And go. I don't know what God is calling you to do, but I believe that God is opening the doors of this church right now for a purpose. God, God, God is saying, you've been away too long. I want you back. God is saying, I, I want to Point you to your own ministry. God, God is saying, I love you. I know you made mistakes. We all have. But I want to be in a relationship with you. Do you want the three P's? I'll be Jesus. With Jesus' power in prayer. In prayer, it will position you where God wants to take you. In prayer, you establish your faith. Come, 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 right now. I don't care where you may live. You may be in California. You may be in the Midwest. You may be down south. You may be in New York. I don't care where you are, but the doors of the church are now open. I would love to be your pastor. St. Mark would love to be your home. And in this virtual world, you don't have to live in these doors. Just pack your information. Say, I want to belong. Great things are about to happen. All things are forgotten. New things are on the way. For God has plans for you. Plans for your future. 
moment pass by. You don't have to pray about who's going to see you. It will just be me. I will contact you. Please put your name and your information in. If you'd like to join us on this journey, again, it matters not where you are. It matters who you worship. I would love to be your pastor. We'd love to be your church home. So just type in I, I want to start this journey with you. Come on, come on. I feel it, I feel it. Holy Father, I'm asking you to touch every person. I ask you right now to hear the petitions from every individual under the sound of my voice. Father God, I'm asking you to do a new thing. Speak to their heart, Father God. Touch them right where they are right now. Tell them, Father God, that this is the place where they belong to be. Remind them that we are not a perfect church, but we serve a perfect God. And he doesn't claim that young man, that old man on the pool, is going to claim to be perfect. But he claims, he says, he will do everything he can for the glory of God. About the kingdom. Join me in this endeavor. Help me fight this fight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I hope someone has joined the church. Service will be a few minutes longer because this is Communion Sunday. This is Communion Sunday. This is Communion Sunday. And as we go to Communion Sunday, we, we start off with the um uh the general confession, after which we will transition into um, the consecration of the elements. Amen, amen, amen. Let me find here for myself. I hope you were blessed today. I hope you were blessed by the message. Uh, here it is, I'm sorry. This gives you a chance to go get some crackers or juice and, and join us in the, uh, in the celebration of Holy Communion, wherever you may be. The general confession is on your screen, and let us uh, repeat it together. Almighty God, Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men. We acknowledge you well our manifold sins and wickedness. We from time to time have most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against your divine majesty, provoking most justly and your wrath and indignation against us. We who earnestly repent and are heartfelt sorry for these our misdoings and remembrance of them is grievous unto us. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please you in the newness of life, to the honor and glory of your name, and through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. If you would take up your crackers or bread or whatever have you, which you'll be using, uh, whatever it may be, crackers, bread, whatever you have, it's about worship, it's about worship, it's about worship. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of your tender mercy did give your only Son, Jesus the Christ, to suffer death on the cross for your redemption, 
He made it by his oblation of himself, once offered a full and perfect, sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute in his holy gospel, command us to continue a perpetual memory of his death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech you and grant that we may, that we, receiving these your creatures of bread and wine, according to your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who on the same night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given it thanks, He broke it and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take ye and eat this. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup. Again, he gave it thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples, saying, Take ye and drink from it. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remissions of sins. Do this as often as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. Now, take ye and drink. Rise, my brothers and sisters, as these leave, let others come. Uh, now we'll just say to our Father, and we will close. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I hope you had a blessed service. I thank you for all those who worship with us here at St. Mark. And again, we will have people here from 11 to 1 if you'd rather come by and drop off your tithes and offerings. And again, I remind you, we have men's season. If you are a member of St. Mark, if you are a member of St. Mark, uh, we've asked every man to give $150 and every woman to give $150 as our goal is $5,000. So far, we've raised almost uh, $3,000. We're about $2,000 short. So I'm asking everyone to give for our Friday. We will have, we will come together for our men's revival. Uh, Theodore Payne, Reverend Theodore Payne will be our preacher for the evening. And uh, Reverend Steve is going to bless us in song. And then on, on, on Saturday, we'll have Saturday night special where we have dance and preach uh, and, and scripture and, 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 and the spoken word. And then on Sunday morning, we are going to uh, celebrate the Essex County uh, juvenile detention center, the first responders at our prayer service. And, and so we're going to pray about what they're doing and how they're assisting and helping our children uh, in the midst of this pandemic. And, uh, and then on Sunday, uh, the Reverend E.J. Parker III, my, uh, my resident assistant, my first year at Google Force University, will be the preacher of the hour. And uh, a good friend of ours, Brother Anthony Reddy, We'll be providing the music from Genesis Baptist Church up in Rochester, uh, New York. And I thank you, uh, Brother Reddy, and I thank the, your pastor for allowing you to bless us in music uh, next Sunday. So there we have it, my brothers and sisters. Again, I ask that you would support the men's season. I ask that you would support this ministry. And I just thank you for your presence 
during this service. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. In the name of the Father and the Son and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week, everyone.